I think it's not right now. Oh, yep, yep, right now. Okay. Hello, hello, hello. This is the Mental Threads Podcast. I'm here with my guest, Leo Ira, number 116. This is the episode. Yeah, I'm here with Leo Ira. If you want to say something. What's up? It's Leo Ira, man. How's it going? Y'all, let's go. Yeah, I'm, well, I've been meaning to have Leo Ira on this podcast for a while. Like, this is just like, you know, probably the first time. I don't know if like maybe there was like a mix. I, like, I know you want to meet up by like, Applebee's and everything when I was like Chili's. But I think I'm, I'm more drawn to Chili's now. I'm saying what they got. Um, <laughs> but it's just like, is there any reason why you you, know, you chose like these uh, specific spots? And, and why you chose these places? You just like Chili's and Applebee's? Man, we needed a place to link up and do this, I guess. So I was like, yo, let's just find somewhere that's halfway in between where we live and uh, link up there and to get it done and who doesn't like food and, and, and some beer, you know what I mean? And I used to work at Chili's, so, you know, respect to Chili's, you know? Okay, cool. So you used to work at Chili's and everything. Was that your first job or it's just one of your favorite jobs? One of my jobs, and it wasn't my favorite. Uh, okay, what's your favorite job going before, like, you're doing the whole insurance thing right now? Uh, I don't have a favorite job. You don't have a favorite job? No. Music is favorite job? Uh, sure. Music's not a job, man. It's a hobby. It's a it's passion. a passion. You feel like it's not. It's not a. It's not a job. It's not a it's something I do for fun to <laughs> get out this excess emotions and and thoughts that I've got in my head. Oh yeah, no, it's a good way to channel that for sure. But you know, growing up, I guess my favorite like earlier job was like freaking like. Papa John, no, not Papa John, Pizza Hut. That was my favorite because Pizza Pizza Hut actually had the freaking like uh, dishwasher and everything. Papa John's ain't got one, so you got to do them shit's hand. <laughs> that should yeah, be depressing. Really, it used to be that's depressing a good for a job to be your favorite, I guess. It's not just the main reason, but it was just like, dude, like literally, you had. Yeah, I stayed with tips, bro. Like them tips really add up. I thought oh, tips were just gonna be like twenty dollars for job. Them stuff would be stacking up to like two hundred, sometimes three hundred dollars and everything on that. And I'd just be like, bro, like I would never have i would never not have money that's like that's just i just love that job because it's like okay good here's your pizza here's the tip what would i get fifty dollars oh thanks i appreciate it crazy. i wish i could get tip fifty dollars to deliver a pizza no, I wouldn't be selling insurance. <laughs> no, seriously. But it kind of goes up and down depending on the season. Because no, it's like, you know, this football season, this basketball season. Yeah, yeah, when there's sports going on, good season. Yeah, when yeah, there's yeah. not much going on, not good season. But right, it's like, right, right, right. With like, you know, it was always it was good. But now we got to play like Little Caesars. And sometimes people want to get like the kind of the cheap pizzas and everything of that nature. But Little Caesars is the official sponsor of the NFL now, by the way. Wow, which is crazy. John Papa John's because Papa John's owner is racist. Oh yeah, that is true. He was very, very, very damn. Why are you racist in your own pizza? That's like that's like a weird mixture of things. It's just like it's Italian. It's, I mean, it's deeper than that. I know, <laughs> especially with the racial slur of Mulian. I think is what they call. You know, you know what Mulian means, right? The term of endearment to me. You know what Mulian means? I don't know the memes in translation, but it's uh, I don't know. What does it mean? What does it mean? It means eggplant. Oh, talking about my dick. <laughs> I don't think it's like that. But I think because eggplants are black and we're black, so it's just eggplants are purple. <laughs> well, I mean, but dark purple. I mean, but they can't. And so is my dick. <laughs> let us let us not go into discussion. I don't think that's I don't think that's uh something that people are trying to shoot for for this podcast. I know we're talking about the whole music thing. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, going, transitioning from jobs and stuff of that nature. And the man, music, if I can't talk nature. about my dick, we can't talk about Italians being fucking racist. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, but seriously though, yeah, no, but yeah, racism. That's a weird thing though. It's like just to hate it's people. Cornballs. Really, like the most cornball shit ever. But it's like that's just how the system they push it. You know, it's like it ain't nothing but like such like it's it is such like it's just such a small aspect of like the human anatomy. It's like genetic. I think that what that makes up for like zero 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 point one percent of like you know what's you know your appearances and everything of that nature. Like it's not even it's not even like a big part of your genetic makeup. What your appearance? No, no, no. Your appearance, yeah, but skin color is just like that's just it's so like malign. Like it's like there's so many aspects. Yeah, man. So like, bro, like that kind of goes hand in hand with what I really want to talk about tonight. Like, yeah, we're gonna talk about music, but we're gonna talk about like the influences on music in my life and uh, what takes us there. And it's gonna be deeper than just oh, like music is 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 uh, inspires me through um, heartbreak or yeah. grinding, and like it's deeper than that, bro. It comes down to like the spiritual nature of this world. So just letting you know, like that's where we're about to go with this one. Yeah, most definitely, we're gonna take it there step by step. But uh, to begin and everything, you know. I know you spoke about like how like pretty much you're originally from uh well you weren't born in New Jersey but because like, your fan you were born in Sierra Leone correct correct yes I was born in Freetown Sierra Leone mm-hmm. Freetown Sierra Leone or was it you from like a big big family and whatnot or is just like kind of a small family I know like when you're African there's no such thing as like a small family because it's like we're part of like a big old tribe but you say like your family is pretty much uh uh deep in uh, your respective tribe. It's important. Okay. All right. Anyway, it's like, would you say that your family was kind of like, you know, very immersed within your respective tribe in uh, Sierra Leone? Yeah. Um, wait, you said my family was immersed within the tribe in Sierra Leone? What was the question? Yeah. Yeah. What was the respective tribe that your family was like, you know, immersed uh, with? Like how? Creo. Creo. K R I O. Creo. Oh, Creo. Okay, that's nice. Uh, were y'all just kind of like grassland people? Were y'all mountain people? Were y'all we close to in the city? We lived in the city. So, like, uh, the Creos are the ones that live in the city. Then you have the Mende. You have all the other tribes who live, like, really in the villages and stuff like that. So, like, of course, like, every almost every African fucking country has been, like, um, uh, uh, what's the word? Colonized by Europeans, right? Not ever. So, like, not every single one, but mine was Sierra Leone. So by the Portuguese first and then the uh, English. And so when they uh, were establishing like organizations, cities, government, stuff like that, they had the Creole mostly in power. So on my mom's side, uh, my mother's father is uh, last name Eastmon. So it's a part of the famous uh, Eastmon family. Mm-hmm. They were all doctors, politicians, government officials, things like that. Oh, nice. That's very cool. That's good. It's like, cause I feel like people don't really understand like the dynamics that come with like tribalism in these different African countries. Like a lot of tribes represent uh, a whole different aspects of society. Like you know, like for instance, like my people are like Liberian and everything, and my folk are like Mono people, um, which are sister tribes of the Gio people and everything. Uh, we're all like you know pretty much branched off like Mandingos and all the Ma and tribal folk. You know, like I know you talk about Mende and everything. It's like that's kind of close to like our people to a certain degree and everything but it's like well mono folk were really like known for like becoming very uh we're, we're not as very intelligent folk and everything like we end up becoming like engineers doctors stuff like that just how you said and everything but like our thing is like you know like even though like we're all very very smart we can be very very head-ass to a certain degree like we're kind of like I'm, I'm being honest i'm mono i've seen this stuff what does head-ass mean uh, head-ass is like where you feel like you know too much kind of like to a sense uh, there's tendencies uh, of narcissism that kind of goes with that you know which mm-hmm. kind of pushes up a little bit of toxicity 
Well, regardless, we're very loving and caring people. You know, we really love our families and stuff of that nature. It's just that dysfunction comes with just feel like that pride of just thinking like, okay, I know everything because I'm just so smart. You know what I'm saying? Correct. That's what comes with it. You know, like the Kron people in our of Liberia, you know, like they're very strong hearted, like warriors. So they can be very, very fierce. You know what I'm saying? But like they're very loyal. They're both people that are just, you know, you know, they're like fierce warriors. Like, everybody got their own positive and negative quips that come with it. You know, of course, that's yeah. just kind of how I see it. But if you want to go into detail about your people, uh, the Creole people, if I'm Creole, K, Creole, K R I O, Creole. Also Creole, like that. Creole, correct. Creole, okay. Not Creole, sure. not Creole, like like down in Louisiana or whatever. Uh-huh. No, Creole. Creole. K R I O. Yeah, Creole. Just want to give that same respect. Creole, like that. That's how I was saying, right? Correct. All right, cool. Nice. You want to go into detail about that culture and everything, or like pretty much their influences to Sierra Leone as a whole, you're free to do so. Yeah, so um, like what I was saying before, the Creole people normally uh, live in the cities. Uh, they're the ones who are in the government positions. They're the educated ones. They're the ones who bring in the tribal people and try to educate them and, and, and uh, make most of that situation. Um, That's good. Cool. So, but I've also got Mende in me as well. I've got part of me is from the uh, country of um, Guinea. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, nice. uh, that's crazy. Yeah. So on my dad's side, uh, we've got Guinea, New Guinea in us as well. That's kind of leads to like the dark, darker complexion. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where that comes from. Well, that's crazy that you say that. That's all, you know, because like, well, mono folk also, because we share a border with Guinea and everything. So a lot of our tribal people in mono, we got people settled in Liberia and people settled in Guinea, as he said, also. So it's just like, yeah. Yeah, so Sierra Leone and Liberia do have history with each other, um, with like civil wars and all that kind of stuff. It's not the best history, but um, I live here in the States now, and I'm just assuming that the most has been made out of that uh, of relationships where um, they can grow and help each other as a people instead of hurt each other as a people. Yeah, because a lot of people actually like went to Sierra Leone, like Cote d'Ivoire, uh, places like that, just to kind of escape from the respective civil wars and everything. So it's like that's the cool thing about neighboring countries in Africa. Like if something goes on in our country, we're gonna run to the other country, and everything. So it's just like I think uh, a lot of Liberians are kind of housed in Sierra Leone. Correct? I don't know. You don't know for sure? No. Okay. Well, it's like, you know, but it's just like that. It's just like you get a whole lot and everything. And just learning to heal from civil war, that's a, it's a bitch, man. I swear, like, what was the nature of y'all civil war in Sierra Leone? Cause I know we're talking, you're talking about the Creole people. If you want to go into more detail with that, you're free to do so. But in transition, like, you want to go deeper into, like, what, you know, what pushed that whole civil war in Sierra Leone, you're free to do so. So what pushed the whole civil war in Sierra Leone? Shout out to, not really shout out, but refer, <laughs> uh, refer to the movie Blood Diamonds and things like that. Basically, um, we have had some um, independent rebels, rebels from other countries like Liberia and stuff like that come into our country uh, funded by, um, uh, let's say, uh, parties outside of Africa to basically just rob and rape and steal from our people and take our um, our uh, diamonds, things of that nature. Uh, Africa is very corrupt and people just kind of get motivated off of the money and the power. Um, so uh, that's really what it is. I really don't want to highlight on all that. You can go and watch movies on that and everything. But um, that really did impact our, our people. And that's how we ended up in the States, me and my family, to be specific. Yeah, man, it's just it's sad how it has to be like that, because a lot of these places are very like, you know, booming, you know, especially like Liberia and Sierra, you know, the whole uh, like diamond uh, process and, and stuff of that nature. Like, really, if we were like more, I don't want to say more educated, but if we were just more uh, self-aware on how to like counter a lot of this corruption that went on went on and about maybe things would have been left in much better hands because like really everything that's like you know that's profitable like all the resource and everything it resides in africa so like 
you know, logically, I'm not saying we should have all the power, but we should have at least like, you know, at least like more of a say as to like, you know, uh, what to do with all the all the poverty and all the dysfunction. Not saying that's what all Africa's known for. Cause we, we do have our shit together, too. But at the same time, uh, with all the corruption and everything, throwing so much stuff off and flipping so many things out of balance, it's just like, you know, like how, how do you feel like in your own words we can like, I don't want to say reverse it, but you know, what do you think are some other issues that like you say kind of like halts our growth as a whole? Um, uh, well, halts our growth as a whole, um, I guess, goes back to the whole head ass thing you're talking about earlier. We yeah. think we know everything um, when really we just need to come down to the basic needs of human, uh, 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 just basic human needs, which is um, care, food, water and care, affection. You know what I mean? That's all we need as humans. You know what I mean? We want love. We want someone to care for us. We need food to survive. We need water to survive. Simple as that. And um I don't know. People kind of care more about themselves than other people. So um, with Africa, first things first is learning to put others before yourselves and realizing that um, our biggest problem has been us and not anybody else. Europeans did come, but we are the also are the other ones that decided we wanted to sell our neighbors and our enemies for slaves. And um, we gave them the authorities and to, uh, to even be in our land and stuff like that. So uh, I'll say that. Yeah, man. Like seriously, that's that's real, real shit. Yeah. And then also that also has uh, has uh, uh, um, intruded itself, has seeped itself into the black culture in America today, with us not really wanting to help each other and all, only thinking about ourselves. Yeah. So this is not nothing new, and this just kind of proves how like um, nature does not uh, change. Hey, nature will repeat itself. Um, it, it comes from the uh, literally just comes from us in Africa, and only caring about us and ourselves again. Yeah, no, seriously, and it all comes from insecurity and a sense of just, like, scarcity, which really pushes that selfish behavior, you know, that just, that self-hatred, too, at the same time, like, not seeing each other, like, as brothers and everything, like, somebody else's success doesn't really minimize my significance, or people would understand that we'll be much more, like, on our way, because I swear, like, even when Donald Trump jumped in the office, they had groups and groups of people trying to support this dude, even though he didn't really stay in the office, you know, if there was a chance for him to run for president again, it could be be possible to do so because there's always that sense of just like okay we got to get this dude back we got to support this guy blah 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 they, they identify with them and i feel like you know we need to learn to identify with each other and our, each other's uh, success and just really just uh, uh growing as a whole you know it's just like you know if this guy got this or he got a big house or he just got this degree why would you want to put like a curse on them i want to put black magic because like, even black magic's a thing in africa that i feel like a lot of us really need to speak on like we're aware that it's there but we don't really speak on just like how how crazy things like that are stemming from like you know jealousy and stuff of that nature like how it's really like really pushed our people uh down into a black hole just constantly just of constant dysfunction and, conf and conflict you know what i mean it's just yeah. like, you know what uh, what else do you feel like kind of plays into the whole self-hatred and uh you know selfishness dynamic anything else or you just feel like it's just that I don't know. I don't know what else feeds into it. Um well I kind of have an idea. I also think that um uh, I, I I believe in like uh, like demons and angels and yeah. things like that. Yeah. So I also believe that um, wherever there's dark energy, uh, there's gonna be dark forces residing in the same area. Mm -hmm. And all they want is negative division, anything that's not positive, that's what they're here for. Mm -hmm. And so I think that also has made its way into our culture. Um, where, whether it's voodoo all the way into like the hip hop music that we make today. Um, I feel like it's very polluted our culture. People have lost sight of what really matters and people only care for division. 
Yeah, man. No, seriously, man. It's definitely something that we need to really work on to pretty much just knock off. But it's all just a process. But anyway, really going back on to you instead of talking about a whole lot of like general topics and everything. Uh, I know like your family got like a what they get like a visa from like Bill Clinton and that's how they got into this country uh, to uh, New Jersey. Uh, or you want to go specifically if I got it right? Correct. Uh, so in 1996 or 1995, Bill Clinton passed a diversity law in the United States as president, basically encouraging United States to give out visas to countries who are underpopulated in the United States. And my parents received one of those uh, visas. OK, cool, cool, cool. So it's just like but in a sense, they were still trying to like escape civil war as a whole, too, like obviously um, to, to that degree and everything. Uh, would you describe what life was like, you know, growing up in like a New Jersey before coming down here in Charlotte, North Carolina? Yeah, um, honestly, I was innocent. I was a little kid. I don't really know how like I was living in the hood. I didn't know that at all. You don't know that you're in the hood until you leave the hood and you see the oh shit, I was living in the ghetto. So it was cool. I used to hang out with friends all the time. We used to play outside. Um, uh, I enjoyed myself. I, I thought it was fun. We had a lot of uh, African relatives around us that I'd go and hang out with. Um, but I did see some things that didn't make sense to me until I grew older and got out of that environment. For example, I've seen people get jumped into gangs. I've seen guns uh, before I was even 10 years old mm -hmm. and things of that nature, but they didn't really, I wasn't scared because I was just a kid. And it was like, oh, this is just there. You know, it wasn't something to be afraid of until I left and realized, oh, I was in a bad environment. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, it's good that you actually have that self-awareness uh, now and everything. Um, and it's good to know that you didn't get caught up in, like, the, uh, to the, like, the negativity of those environments to the point where it's, like, you couldn't really, like, move forward and everything. I see that you're in a very good spot and everything. It's, we're, we're, we're recording in this car. This is a really nice car, uh, by the way. And it's just, like, just— I worked for it. Yeah, definitely worked for it. But even to be in that position where you can't work for it, some people are in a position where they're locked in prison. They usually are framed and everything, and they can't get out. Thank God. Uh, that's that's literally the only person thank god because it could have been worse it really could have been worse and everything you know it's just like really to get your life uh, together to move on past that but it's like um um is there anything else that you probably saw out of uh, growing up from new jersey and everything that you feel like you avoided or anything or anything that kind of affected your life uh to, to really create uh the person that you are or to influence the person you are today gangs okay. Okay. i avoided gangs uh my parents helped me avoid gangs yeah, man, the parents would do that for sure. Well, do they try to put you like in like a very affluent type school and everything, or do they just go to school locally and just said like, fuck it, like I'm not gonna fuck with y'all and that's it? Well, I went to public school in New Jersey, mm -hmm. but I was like younger, you know what I mean? No one's really like really gangbanging in elementary school. But um, as you get older, like it gets worse. So we moved before then. Um, so I came to North Carolina. There's still gangs in North Carolina, of course, but I grew up in a pretty much uh, suburb, uh, suburban uh, lifestyle where, honestly, I felt out of touch, but at the same time, I was safe, so... Okay. I mean, well, that's good. You know, it's just like, I know even my mom's too, just putting me in predominantly white schools, like in the Ballantyne um, area and everything, which I hated because it's just like, I just felt like I always stuck out and everything, you know, but it's like, I, I, the older I get, the more, at least I appreciate, okay, like she was actually thinking for my future. Although it wasn't probably the best, best decision because I would have preferred to go more locally, let's say maybe Garringer, maybe Rocky River, Hawthorne or something like that. Um, but um, regardless, you know, you got to really give it up 
have for our parents and everything because it's like really like they're really trying to instill in us uh, a sense of identity but also really just kind of keep us like out of that loop of negativity and everything because it really can't go down and downhill from there really getting caught up and everything the gang lifestyle relatives getting into it siblings getting into it people getting killed it's nothing positive about it so it's just like for them to really try to traject us into a more positive anymore like when the gangs first started if you do the history on it gangs are supposed to be uh, to be uh, for the benefit of the community for the benefit of the ghetto and then bro then they screwed it over with the drug epidemic and everything what really happened was them taking the black panthers out that's what really (laughs) was really messing us up because the black panthers was was the main people that founded wick they founded wick and they know kkk people find nothing and start anything positive like the black Panthers were trying to feed people, trying to get people educated, trying to help single mothers, you know, stuff of that nature. So it's like once that's like really like really like when you take like positivity and everything from a community all like anything positive and replace it with nothing but nonsense, the, it's going to reflect that nonsense. You know, I'm not trying to say all oh, gang males, oh, it's just nonsense, you know, because like that's their lifestyle. I never live it. I ain't really familiar to criticize it. But I'm just saying from a third person perspective, it's just like it's really just chess. And like how this system works, it's all about knocking people down and cutting them loose, and that's just what it is. You know, trying to cripple you like that. Um, but you know, in regards to that, um, the transition from uh, New Jersey to Charlotte, how, how would you explain like the transition from like New Jersey to Charlotte? Was it just how was that transition for you? Uh, it was different. Uh, I went from being one of many African-American children to one of few African-American children. I actually learned what the sport of baseball was for the first time when I came down to North Carolina. Um, but I grew and I learned and I adapted and I learned how to stand out. Well, of course, I stood out, but I learned how to stand out in a positive way among my peers. Regardless of what your background was and everything, and what school did you go to, like uh, from during like your days here in like uh, Charlotte and whatnot? Uh, Porter Ridge Middle, Porter Ridge High School. Oh, okay, really? Uh, and that's all in uh, Matthews, or what was it? Uh? Indian Trail. Indian Trail. Okay, yeah, because you're from like the Monroe area and everything. All right, yeah, sure, all right, that's cool. And your experience was mostly positive, like being there and everything. I mean. It's life, bro. You're going to have negatives and positives to it. But, like, I mean, I'm, I made it through high school. I did well in school. I did well in my sports. I did well in the organizations I did. And I went to college. So, yeah, yeah I'd say it went well. Yeah, you went to Western Carolina, correct? Western Carolina University. In the mountains, a PWI. Yep, that's where I went. No HBCU. That's, it's, all, it's all good. It's all good. And everything. I'm pretty much. I also joined a fraternity. That's a PWI fraternity. Oh, I didn't last very long in it. Oh, you didn't last very long in there? Oh, dang. You ain't got to go into detail about it if you don't want to and everything uh, or whatever fraternity that was. But if you were to go into detail about, like, how life was for you, like, in college and everything, like, how how's that looking out for you? Well, life in college is where I d- discovered um, myself more so and what I was good at and what I really wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is be a creative, be a leader, be an innovator. Mm-hmm. Uh, also started to actually recording, like, good songs in college because, mm-hmm. like... I just started meeting other artists and they put me on game. They put me on the mic. And that's what I uh, enjoyed. Uh, when did you realize that you had a talent from music? Was it all like in college or was it just like, was it little clips beforehand that just transitioned and rediscovered in college? Little clips beforehand. So my dad's a DJ. He in Charlotte here used to put on a ton of uh, little African sponsored events. Also had an African diaspora radio show that he had for about a year. I'm oh, um, very, very talented individual. My father, I'm definitely my father's son. 
That's great. That's really great. That's how like our parents can kind of influence and to that degree. I think my grandfather used to DJ also back in his day, um, too, and everything. Um, uh, beyond that, can you go into details on how else your father influenced you in other ways outside of music? Uh, whooping my ass and making sure I didn't get in fucking trouble. <laughs> working his heart, working his ass off to make sure I had the best life possible. Yeah, man, your fathers can do that, like, for sure, man. I know I look up to my father in a sense because I know my father had to go through a whole lot of stuff in his life and everything. So I want to think about, like, uh, everything that I'm going through. I'm going to think, like, man, if my dad could make it past all that, you know, I could probably do a lot more and everything. So that's, that's just my mindset with that, you know. So it's just, like, you know, that's why, you know, he lives in, like, Northern Virginia area. So it's, like, you know, once I uh, relocate out there to really uh, – I started going to school like at Howard because he works at the hospital at Howard too. So it's just like, you know, trying, maybe hopefully I can get my brother out there too. Who knows, depending on what his, what his stance on it too. But it's just like, definitely want to go to grad school. Definitely got to get that master's and uh, stuff of that nature. But uh, anyway, back on to the music uh, in regards to like your experiences with college and everything, you know, um, like what, what, you, what would you say was like your influences and everything in regards to like the whole uh, music thing as a whole? Like what influenced you? What artists influenced you? And what other factors influence you to get into music as a whole uh the arts that influenced me to really get into music and i feel influenced my style uh would be like future travis scott drake wale j cole uh kendrick lamar um artists of that of that class Okay, yeah, sure, because uh, I know you're, like, two years older than me, so we're not really, like, too, too far apart in terms of generation and everything. So it's like, yeah, that sounds like a lot of, like, people that I knew uh, growing up also uh, and everything. Um, and, and how do you feel like they, like, influence your style and everything? Because it's, like, kind of a lot of people are that you've mentioned are pretty much what way, way up into the forefront. I know, like, especially, like, Future and everything has more trap base. Uh, Wale is more versatile, just as Drake is versatile and everything. Drake being more, like, pop versatile and Wale being more in his own lane but still versatile. Then the Kendrick Lamar is being more focused on lyricism and stuff of that nature. Could you go into detail how, like, each of them kind of, like, influence your style to a certain degree? Yeah, uh, so basically it comes down to just quality, versatility, and then the melodies. All the artists I named off, they got melodies, I guess. And then Kendrick Lamar more so is like his his, his, his spit. J. Cole's more so his spit, like as in like his verses, how he's putting the words, how he's putting the words at you. But like Future, uh, J. Cole, or excuse me, Future, Drake, and uh, Wale, more so melodies and stuff like that. I appreciated Wale putting poetry into his music as well. Um, making that a normal thing, like writing love songs, literally love songs and stuff like that. Of course, like R&Bs, but like main artists that really affected me are those artists. And then with Future especially, Future led me into Migos, into Travis Scott and all that. Travis Scott with the auto-tune. And um, these artists just embody... Um, embody what I want to say. Just that culture, the vibe, the spirit of being a young... Uh, uh, Black male. Yeah, African-American male in this society of the U.S. and what we do. And um, honestly, like, yeah, I, in college, yeah, I was fucking with like hella females and like drugs and shit like that and like getting my money how I wanted to get my money. So like I've vibed right with them. Yeah, man, that's cool, man. No fear. No, seriously, man. Drake, I mean, not in Drake, but also Future is really like it's crazy that we grew up in an era where we actually saw Future kind of like just kind of blow up and just unfold or really become like i would say like he's definitely like a legend like now although i would say like maybe a legend in the making because i know he's not finished yet obviously he has more music he's definitely gonna pop out 
uh, so on and everything. But Drake, real, I know, not 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 just Drake. I mean, Future really just like influenced like a whole generation, just like how Lil Wayne does, Future does. Like they're very influential artists. Like you know, people really sleep on just how influential. Like without Future, I feel like there there wouldn't be like a like a, a space for like Young Thug and everything, the Lil Uzi verse, the even Juice Worlds too, and everything. All very very great artists in their own right and stuff of that nature so, so you got to give it up for future for that and everything and although he does represent like a little toxic masculinity like they like to push the whole stigma of toxic masculinity which is mostly just a myth when you really think about it and everything but it's just like in his own land it's really like future kind of just reflects like when you really get to that stage of six like you can just do whatever and just be whatever and everything and that's one Did thing you say I'm a toxic masculinity was a myth um, I believe it's kind of like a myth. I do believe there's toxicity in behavior, but I feel like putting that all on masculinity is just like, nah. I feel like that's toxicity kind of comes from childishness, like not learning to mature in a certain way or trying to like really um, refine certain uh, aspects of your character when you get to a certain stage, as opposed to just, okay, it's masculinity, like they're hand in hand. You know what I mean? No. Oh, really? You don't believe that? If so, yeah, so this is what I think about that. So yeah. future deadass is a toxic king and... And the biggest part about being a man is facing the negative sides of you yeah. and, and wholeheartedly accepting it for yeah. what it is. So it's normal. It's not saying it's normal. Oh, excuse me. I'm not saying it's OK, but it's normal mm-hmm. uh, to to have those thoughts, to have that way of life, to have that way of thinking, because yeah. it's the world that we live in is the devil's world. It's not God's world at all. Mm-hmm. I'll be real with you. So I'll just let you know, like, that's where this conversation is about to go, like how the spirits mm-hmm. and everything affect people and their mindsets and how we go about that and how that translates into the music that we listen to today. Mm-hmm. But just how you say, like, that's a part of being a man is like, you know, trying to like, you know, basically, I don't say refine to find the positive sense, but just realizing that there's toxicity within, you know. Correct. Yeah. So you're like, you're aware, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like when you say this toxicity, it's like you're kind of unaware to a certain degree. You know no. what I'm saying? Oh, really? So it's not toxicity. I think he's fully wholeheartedly aware of what he's saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just like he's realized. That's, that's why I feel like for it to be kind of hand in hand with masculinity is like, I don't really know. I feel no, like that's no, no, just. No, no. I'm not saying to yeah. be man is toxic. No, yeah. that's not what I'm saying. But there's a form of a toxic man. Yeah. A man that believes that his money, pow- power, and all the other shit he got going for him can get him whatever he wants. And he can treat people however yeah. he wants. Yeah. And I'm not ta- I'm not just talking about future. I'm also yeah. speaking on myself because I've been in a position to think that I can do whatever I want because I've got money. I got power. I got respect. Yeah, I got a face card so I can do what I want. Yeah. And you can hear that in the music that I put out. So my latest, latest project, um, um, geez, what the fuck is it called again? No, sorry. <laughs> my latest project, uh, excuse me, my latest project, um, Jesus, uh, Genesis nine fifteen, um, um, jeez, what is my project called? <laughs> give me one just give him a moment. You want me to pause? Right no, there? no, keep it going, man. Okay, this is authentic going. stuff, right? Yeah, here. definitely authentic stuff, right here, man. It'd be like that for sure. It's like. I just put out, I've put out a lot of projects. Yeah, no, no. He has a lot of great music for all this listening and everything. Like, seriously, Leo Yura is not no slouch at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's called The Past Seven Years, Genesis 915. So on that project, past seven years, basically, I'm highlighting my last seven years. I'm 26 now. So starting from the age of, like, 1918, everything that I've gone through, everything that I've kind of done, from heartbreaks to, like, business um, to, like, uh, just my personal own growing as a man. And so um, that toxic masculinity definitely will show its face in these projects that, I, that I've put out, especially this one past seven years. Um, I've got songs on there basically talking about how 
yeah, I got my heart broken, but then I spent some money on another girl and I got another girl to make me feel better for a little bit. I even got a little uh, a, a ballad at the end that a girl of mine that I, we had a little thing going on that she wrote and sent to me. I had to get her permission to even put it on the project. Just kind of showing you how my effect and my actions impacted her and the feelings that she put out on it. And it's very quality music. Um, so with that being said, like, bros, girls, girls and boys, this world is more spiritual than it is physical. And um, I don't know if you was coming here for this type of interview, but this, this, this is the shit I'm about to Talk give you, bro. Shit. We talk about spirituality all the time. This is what I'm about to give you. Yo. 115 episodes do you think when I talk about spirituality on this podcast? I hope, and I hope I'm not the only person that thinks this way. Talk your shit. Bro, so music is more influenced by, like, spirits than, than people think. Um, just uh, this whole world that we're walking in right now has got spirits all over affecting us and the way we think, the act, and talk. That's why, like, when you spend your time more so and in, uh, indulging in more kosher things, good things. I'm not just going to say Christian or whatever kind of religion, but kosher things with high values. Um, sometimes your life is a little bit more uh, on the cleaner, unquote, quote, unquote, cleaner side. But when you uh, get into like uh, drugs and, and living a promiscuous life or or living how you want to live, you have uh, more of a messier life to deal with and go through. And I've completely am aware to that. And I understand how it's affected our society. And um, I'm not here to try to tell you to go and get saved or anything like that. What I'm just telling you is to be aware of what the heck is really going on. And to know that when you live a certain way, you're accepting a certain type of uh, lifestyle and you're accepting a certain type of um, a vibe around you. Um, and you cannot be upset or act like a victim when you live a certain type of way. You're asking for it. You know what I'm saying? So um, uh, with that being said, like uh, all this music, the whole music industry and everything is not it's not for the faint of heart. It's not for people who want to be uh, goody two shoes. You know what I mean, it's not for people who want to live, do things the right way. It's for people who are going to do whatever it takes to get ahead, how they feel like they need to get ahead, whether they have to lie, steal, cheat or whatever it is or finesse their way through it all. Um, and so that's kind of like where I've taken my uh, step back from like trying to be a bigger artist because that's something you asked me about. You looked about the quality of my music mm -hmm. and uh, it was really good. I understand that. I'm blessed with that. Thank God. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, to get up to those levels, I kind of have to lose some of my morals and my values and I don't really care for that. There's other ways to make money and I can make music how I want to make music and just chill to myself. You feel? And so um, a lot of the times you see uh, people losing their souls or, or willing to change who they are. By soul, I mean change who you are and your morals and what you stand for, for other things just to get money, power, respect. And I've done it. We've all done it in, 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 in smaller ways and in larger ways. By that, like, it's scalability. So I'm a business student. Scalability is basically... Uh, the method of taking something small and making it bigger. So like, all right, I've got a, a, a water stand where I said I sell water all day. How am I going to scale this up into a multi-billion dollar business? So when it comes back to the music and the toxicity and stuff like that, if I'm just toxic on a small level, it's going to lead and I want to get bigger. I've got to continue to be more toxic and spread the toxicity message so that the spirits of toxicity, whether it's lying, stealing, chilling, killing, whatever it is that are active and alive in this world can feel worshipped or whatever. They're going to big me up, pick, big me up, make me a bigger artist just so that I can continue spitting out that fucked up message of uh, toxicity and stuff like that. So um, as much as I would love to be big and be known for my music and shit like that, I think it's uh, fake as fuck um, and not how you want to go about those things. Um, 
Sorry, this is just a very raw interview and something that I've just been needing to get off my chest. Hey, get it um, off, man. It's Metal Thuds Podcast. This is all you, man. So, yeah, definitely. So, like, with me having the music that I put out, that's me fully accepting that, like, I've been influenced by those type of uh, negative spirits and, and people who don't want to, um, um, I guess, get to where they're trying to go in life um, the right way. They want to use other methods of getting there. That kind of brings you back to the whole voodoo magic and et cetera, et cetera. Um, that stuff is real. And it works to certain degrees and um, it's going to take you um, as far as you want it to take you. But it's not going to keep you in the good graces of the good graces of whatever this world is. Um, I'll just kind of put it like that. Um, I'm kind of just rambling at this point now. I'm trying to keep it structured for you. Sure. But um, so what you're saying, man. for sure, bro, okay. these, these same spirits that like, for example, you started off with like Africa, like yeah. not wanting to like grow up and like uh, uh, be more structured and organized and care about the well-beings of the people. When it comes down to like back in the day, we we're selling each other for, for money and, 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 and power and stuff like that. Yeah. We're sowing the freaking seeds of that mess that our great ancestors did as much as we want to respect our ancestors and call on them and chant on them those people were just as fucked up as the people we've got today so like you kind of have to be careful with that as well so um uh, like yeah of course we'd love to pray to our ancestors and pray to those older gods and stuff like that but those same older gods and shit like that kind of put us in this fucked up position that we're in today if you want to look at it in the real way in a, in a straight up point of view you can say oh it's the Europeans that did that in the third to us no them niggas are just finessing how the rest of us do yeah they're fucked up but we also fucked ourselves up by making stupid ass decisions and not thinking about the well-being of ourselves more so just the the long term, a uh, kosher well-being of ourselves, having values and more so the uh, fucked up. I want to get ahead and have money, power, respect over my enemies. And yeah, here we are. A lot of our African-American brothers and sisters who would like to just be acknowledged as black these days have lost all kind of ties to their actual true culture. And some of them have even gone to the point where they say they're not even African. They are uh, descendants of uh, like the European or excuse me, of like the Native American tribes and things of such like that. That's out of my control. It's out of my power. I can't do anything about that. But I just want to speak on that and how it has really deterred and is going to continue to hurt our, our, our people. And so whatever this life that we're living in this simulation living in you can say it's god versus the devil whatever whatever it is i'm not sure about that either but all i know is that spirits and energy do exist in this world and how you channel them energies and what you use them for is who you are as a person yeah no seriously man you really spoke on a whole lot uh topics throughout that uh really pushed a whole lot keep in mind this is a mental threats podcast we talk about all sorts of things man like sure i i, I feel like you really uh, dropped some gems for sure man especially like with our people man like the whole self-hatred thing you know just like you know we have to take accountability sooner or later we got to take accountability like you know we, I, I can think about 10 people i've all i've had like an issue with bro like and most of them are black like, you know which is sad it doesn't have to be like that and it's not because like, like oh like i hate my black folk or anything oh i like, no, I love all my brothers and sisters, but at the same time, it really do be us that screw each other over, man. Well, we really didn't have to do that. Yeah, I've had some uh, some adversaries who were uh, European and descent and everything, and they've screwed me over a whole lot of times, too. But it's like when it was like really like in the hands of like a quote that looked like me, that could be called a nigga just like me and everything. They take that that step. They really they really 
take the full mile to really break other people down. You know, that plantation uh, system they really implanted into a lot of our minds. It really like dragged us down to such a degree and everything. It's been indoctrinating us to hate ourselves. And the first thing they did was stop calling us African-American. They started calling us black and each other white. When you look at it and how this whole society is built, you look at white being holy and good and black being evil and dirty, bro. It's simple fucking... Uh, a vocabulary, bro, that they started fucking with us with. But hey, it's not my fucking control. It's out of my control to, to for people that want to refer to themselves as black. And bro, like, come on, bro. Like this, my shoe is black, bro. My hand is not black. I'm dark skinned. I'm darker than most African Americans. But you're gonna call me black, bro? No, that's black, my dude. Not this. So it's just kind of like it's fucked up, bro. And people are just like, okay, we're just gonna keep rolling with it, bro. And like people in power, and then the 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 enemy puts people in power who want to reinforce those thoughts year after year after year. And it's just like, yo, you can't do nothing about it when you like at this point, bro. You just gotta have to let shit ride. And people who want to hear, let them hear type shit, like. Yeah, and let whoever wants to follow, let them follow off and jump off a cliff, whatever they want to do. And the thing is, like, I ain't no follower. I'm an individual and everything. And for that, I'll always be shit on. If you're the type of person that thinks for yourself or whatever, or thinks by yourself, yeah, you'll always be, like, a, a target, you know, from one degree or another, That's which correct. I welcome it. I'd rather be a target. I'd rather be a target than be a, a, a dick-eating follower anyway. Because, yeah. like, why? And everything. Right. You, you put your, you got free will. You put on this universe to think for yourself and you're not going to do it right. because you're afraid to be judged and everything right. what kind of bitch ass shit is that it's literally bro i'm not even trying to like keep make this like a religious thing or nothing but like <laughs> think about like jesus literally his whole message was to come here and preach that the kingdom is within yourself you don't need to go to all these uh, uh priests or or uh, uh or high religious leaders and stuff like that to find the kingdom of God, to find peace within yourself. And um, the motherfuckers murked him over that shit, dude. Anybody who's like an individual who stands out and speaks out against the agenda is going to get murdered and killed. And at the same and at the same time, you just kind of have to be accepting of death. You know what I mean? Like a, a cancer patient who's got a terminally ill illness. You're going to die regardless. Everybody's going to die. And so you, it's all about you, like, speaking out, literally walking zombies, bro. And so we just got to step out and literally speak out on that shit like that. And so that takes me to my next point. So like with past seven years being more so about like how these like spirits have like affected me in like the negative way and like the outcome and all of that. I have new projects and new music that I'm working on that's going to be like more of like an enlightening thing. This is going to be telling people about like, hey, look at these certain individuals who stood out and did shit for themselves and how they were punished for it. It's okay to be a martyr for some shit, dude. This life, bro. There's more to it. I don't know how it ends, bro. But I tell you one thing. The energy you put into is the energy that you come out. It's literally simple science, bro. Energy is only transferred. It's never lost. Never lost at all, man, for real. And yeah, I believe that. that's a, that's the amazing thing about music, too, because a lot of our influences, especially the ones that may have died, like, you know, like Tupac and Big are two very huge influences for, for me. I know that's like everyone's basic one, but it's like, but the reasons why is is because, you know, Tupac showed like dimensions on really how to express oneself, not as an artist, but just as a black man as a whole. That was probably my first, like, um, my first uh, exposure to an artist. I wasn't like, you know, like, okay, like there's Ludacris here. Uh, you got like, don't like, Fat Joe here and everything. He thought it was just more party based. Growing up, I thought music was like rapping hell was a lot more party. But then when I listened to Tupac, I'm like, wow, you can really speak about society. You can speak about the perspective of others and everything. Brenda's got a baby and everything in the ghetto with that nation. Even like you know, just speaking on that, all the stuff that he stood for while he was here and everything. And his energy flows through me also. Not saying like me personally, but just anybody who listens and like really relates he? to that. Uh, Tupac. 
Tupac and just like even like Notorious B.I.G. Also, uh, though, uh, trying to reflect, you know, confidence and everything, you know, it doesn't matter what you look like, whatever you can like really, you know, be that guy and everything, you know, heavy set, darker skinned person and everything. But then like at the same time, he was a beloved iconic figure all because of who, like, what he represented. Why was he the beloved? Table. Why was he beloved? Um, in my perspective, I feel like it all comes down to energy and everything, just the confidence that he that he pushed out and everything of that nature in the town that he possessed. About Tupac or Biggie? The, the notorious B.I.G. and everything. Just like, you know, that's what they, he represents, like, personally and everything. Like, wow, I see. And that's why it's, like, even growing up, like, as a heavier, dark-skinned kid, like, I needed that and everything. I needed really, like, exposure to people like that. And so, like, like pushing, like, oh, you got to look like this. You got to be like this in order to be this, where he was doing all that like this. And they killed him, you know, just like they killed Tupac and everything. They all became martyrs and everything. And they killed them because, two you know, boys. Yeah. They killed them two boys to push their agenda, bro. Yeah. Respect to Tupac, respect to Biggie, respect to the talent that God gave them. Yeah. But they killed them boys. They built them boys up and killed them to push the agenda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tupac pushed gang culture. Mm-hmm. Tupac built, uh, pushed the culture of not giving a fuck what anybody was telling you to do, which is cool, right? It's cool. You know what I mean? I'm all, I'm all for that. Fuck the government type shit, right? It's all like they're all down just lead, lead us down a fucked up path, right? But at the same time, look at it for what it is. These guys aren't fucking superheroes. These guys didn't spend their times in charities. These guys didn't spend their time fucking uh, trying to save the world from the fucked up shit that's going on here and there. You know what I mean? These guys did fucked up shit before, sold drugs, whatever they did. They rapped about it, made a fuck ton of money about it. And then whenever the industry was done with them, they offed them. As simple as that. It's used to push an agenda. Respect to them boys. Respect to their family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I mean, that's definitely like that's definitely one way to look at it for sure, man. It's just like the way they were pretty much shot, like like dogs and everything like that. Like that was just it for them. And so many people who lived in that same era was able to live their full lives. You know what's crazy? Yeah. Biggie and Tupac were cool, bro. Of course, of course. Apparently, just to because Tupac's more so an actor than an actual gangster, right? Mm-hmm. Tupac like took ballerina classes and shit like that. This shit's industry, bro. This shit is industry. All of it's industry. It's to build a story. Bro, they built a story in 96 that is still impacting the culture today. And people just eat it up, bro. Like, it's literally whoever's in power, bro. Literally. Like, look up the meetings with Bone Thugs and Harmony, bro. They're talking about how they got called to these crazy-ass mansion meetings talking about how we have to push the culture of gang culture and killing people. Why? Because the business of jails is booming. They're making billions of dollars a year locking up people that look like you and I who'd rather call themselves black an African-American who rather call themselves uh, uh, the name some Europeans came up for them than, than, the, than where they're actually were born in the dirt that they come from type shit. But hey, that's uh, it's above people's heads. I mean, no, for real. But it's like, you know, I don't even think at this point, is it really so much above people's heads or is it people that just people like they just accept it as it is? Because, you know, I feel like we spoke about like things like this. Like you're 26 now. I'm 24. Like, you know, like we've done some living where it's like, you know, we've seen certain patterns and everything. Well, I haven't lived like live, live, but we've lived long enough to pretty much say like, okay, we're noticing certain patterns of this world shit that's going on. Okay, with the incarceration. Why do we keep ending up back in prison when we know what the fuck 
goes on with that. Like, why do we keep pushing these narratives and everything? You know why? Because our heroes are fucking Tupac and Biggie, people who did not push the real fucking values that you need to grow up and be and excel in life. Even people like Jay-Z, all right, he's turned into a business mogul and shit like that, bro. Like, I'm not trying to say just because your beginnings are awful that makes you an awful person. No, it's when you get in that position of power, what are you teaching to people? What are you trying to get in their heads and tell them what that you've got to sell drugs and fuck hella bitches to be on and be the man that's not it it's not it it really ain't it no for real man it's just like and it's crazy how i feel like you know like back on my project on my project i've got a song in there called pollution i don't know if you listen to it pollution the vent part two i talk about how my thoughts are fucked up i need to take a break from thc i need to take a break from the other drugs i'm taking i say shit like has the devil gotten a hold of me type shit like that you know what i'm talking about i'm talking about those spirits bro those spirits that come and just chill around you bro like you don't know like it's just vibes and you got to pick up on those vibes and you got to be very mindful of the people you let in your life and the people who have a say in what you do in your life you have to take it by the reins i'm not telling you to go to church and go repent and go to god hey that's up to you and do what you got to do but be aware to that shit and know that if you decide to live a certain way you're choosing a certain side to go about it and whatever happens that's what you chose. Don't say, oh, these are the cards I was fucking dealt. Fucking no. Once you become aware to that shit, you put everything in your fucking power to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, seriously. No, definitely. Like lifestyle choices, especially uh, one thing, one thing that I feel like they try to take away from us, the sense of accountability, our own agency. And like there's really no choice in the things that we do and everything. Really, like before you try to bring down another black man or want to like beef with another nigga, really ex- ex- look at it from a third per- world perspective. Who really benefits from that? Is it really you that benefits from that? Really look at it. Will your kids benefit from that? No. Will generations after benefit from like want to take down another nigga for whatever reason you have an issue with? What's really the reason? Really self-reflect. Look inward. What is your problem? really really ask yourself the real questions so really i swear like there's more power you get from really looking inward than you really could look from outward why do you do the things that you do what drives you in this life man because i swear it's like we're life is so short especially as a black man it's so short it could end just at a at a, at a freaking stoplight <laughs> it can end just while you look right and then someone pulls a gun on you that's it yep. you talk to somebody bitch that's it yep. <laughs> anything is uh you're probably doing well with your life somebody else feels some kind of weird connection with you and shit which is i don't know what their problem is and everything but then that's it and everything x lost his life gun violence uh pop smoke lost his life gun violence nipsey hustle lost his life gun violence and look at the message they pushed look at the message that they pushed look at the energy that they cultivated around them i'm not saying life don't happen and shit gets fucked up sometimes you know what i'm saying life is gonna be life but nothing is coincidence you sow the seeds you reap the sows. Oh, my fucking goodness. You reap the seeds that you sow. You feel me? You're going to reap what you sow, bro. So you're putting out there that you the, you're the gangsters, most gangsters person in the fucking world. The most gangsters, most fucking gangsters person that the universe can find near you. It's going to come test that gangster, bro. And you got to prove it. 
gotta prove it man it's just it's all skin deep man it's just like it's, i swear we're the only group it's of spirit people deep it's soul it's, deep it's spirit deep and soul deep but all that whole that image that image shit is so skin deep man it's just like don't lose your shit because you want to like show that you're like this want to push this weird image and everything that you're that you're so much untouchable so much this we all bleed we all breathe Definitely. the same air and everything we can all die the same ways none of us is superman none of nope. us is deadpool none nope. of us is any of them people nope. we can't regrow limbs no, nope. we die. Nope. We die. We were put on this earth to live nope. and everything, but then we still don't live. Everything. That's the saddest part about that. We don't. The thing is, people. we could die. We go fucking die, and we see that. Oh, look, hey, maybe shit is really just random atoms and and energy molecules putting us together, and we just reincarnate into something else. We never remember this life that we have going on. But I highly doubt that. You know why? Because how many religions are out there from the beginning of time? Now I've been talking about Christianity. Now I've been talking about Judaism. Now I've been talking about all this other stuff. You you even go into like more of the pagan religions. They pull shit from the from the monotheistic religions, bro. It's literally one story that all these religions are telling in their own way. And the goal of life is to find out what that original story is to figure out what our existence really means. Yeah, man, existence is just. Even like, you know, like really trying to look in where like why we're here, why we are the way we are, why we are who we are, whether if it's from development, what we've seen when we're growing up and everything. But it's just like life is just there's so many layers to this life that it's just like, you know, you can't really tell if everything is already set up beforehand and that like, everything was already everything that's already happened or will happen. It's happened like probably a billions, billions of times and it just goes on again, and again, and again, and again, and again with no end and everything. Or it's just like you, you just don't know. Like really, like what's the layers of this life for real and everything? But you really, at the same token, you really have to look at it at the same time. It's just like you know, like I'm here, I'm here to do what I got to do. I'm here to find the answers, and it's just like that's why I'm just not a follower. I can't do any of that following stuff because like the world, the universe is just way too big to follow behind like mortal men. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like that's just a slap in the face to not just the universe, God, or whatever, but like even to yourself because like you're lessening yourself to be like an object for somebody else you know what i'm saying and i just like i just i just really can't mess with stuff like that you know it's just like you know people like that are just i feel like they're like the biggest threat because they'll literally backstab you over like the most asinine shit and it's just like you know like you're really this life is so much deeper than that and you're just gonna create lifelong enemies like over some stupid shit like bitches or money or just jealousy and everything emotions that pass by like tomorrow and everything like i swear like yeah you'll feel some type of way about something one day I feel something different one day one day i'll be wanting to eat hibachi grill the next day i want to probably go on and go to bojangles and everything it don't mean the done discredit them or nothing like that but i'm just saying it's really not that deep but people make it so deep to where they leave scars and everything and it's not that deep and everything like what do, what do you think what do you think we need we as a people yeah, especially black folk what do you think we need to work on as a people to really like overcome that and like grow past that stop calling each other black people uh, that's one thing that's else? a hot take oh that's the first step realizing that you're not that that you're not just a color is deeper than colorism bro what man it's deeper than colorism, bro. It's deeper than your complexion. It's deeper than that. But what's your energy, man? What are your vibes? What do you push forth in this world? What do you what do you, what's your what's your values? You want to do the right thing or the easy thing or the fun thing? That's what it's about. That's the first step. 
what are you here for? What drives you? Once again, what I ask and everything, what really drives me in this lifetime, especially at this point, is really just to create a foundation, not just for me, but like my whole family and my legacy moving forward. This is why I work so hard, why I push with the whole interviews thing, the music thing, and just everything I'm trying to get my education forward because it really, you got to really put downtime, you know, the amount of dysfunction I have in my family even before I even came into this world. It's like, you know, I'm not trying to say I'm going to be the guy that's going to fix all of that, but I have to set in motion to really fix this little by little step by step and everything once you really see yourself it's just like being like a, just a pu- piece of the puzzle and everything and that really is really just a matter of just working on yourself and to really like, see the changes around around you and everything that's what that's the kind of stuff i push you know consistency hard work that shit beats talent and all that stuff so many times but it's just like not just for that but it really bleeds into other aspects of your life whether you want to be successful financially free and just stuff of that nature you know so it's really just y'all man you know like it's time to take agency for yourself time to self-reflect what do you need to do? What do you need to work on? And really just focus on working on that step-by-step, little-by-little, how, how much you can, you know, because they are spirits out in this world. And these spirits do have the tendency to drag, like, people down to 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 a black hole of dysfunction and, like, freaking horribleness and darkness, um, uh, really, where you could be stuck in there, not just for you, but your family and then just your whole community and everything, and then it would just push into that world. Though. And bloodline as well. Do your history. Find out your bloodline. Find out what inhibits your family, what inhibits your people, bro. That's what you got to figure it out. Figure out like, yo, so for example, me and my family, our men, what we got, our problem is just womanizing, dude. We love women. We're attractive. We're smart men. And we let women distract us and stuff like that. that. And greed. Also greed. Thinking that we deserve everything. Yo, everything is moderation. You don't need multiple women. That's something I'm learning. You need one woman that's going to get you to where you're going. If you don't find that girl, Fuck all these other girls, bro. No cap. And you're talking to a nigga who's fucked with a ton of bitches to learn that shit. Has gotten to get has had to get hurt multiple type of times. You feel me? You got me talking. You feel me? Like, yeah, no, I relate to that, man. No, seriously. And I say ignorant. I mean, I say nigga because that shit is derived from the word ignorance. Yeah. And actually, uh, well, going deeper with the term nigga and everything, I know they spoke about it. Nigga really connects with negro, which also connects to the Latin word necro, which means dead and everything. So it's just like, you know, when you're calling another person a nigga, you're basically saying that he's dead. You ever heard of that old, that age old curse that apparently uh, Abraham's um, um, sons or excuse me, Noah's sons put on put on the Shem? And Shem is supposed to be the Shemites, basically the or fuck me. I apologize if everybody checks me on this. I need to do. I need to keep on doing my uh, research and just be extremely uh, knowledgeable so I can bring it out any time. But either the Shem, either the Hemites or the Shemites, bro, and the curse that we're always going to be slaves to our brothers. And then when these they they the, when the brothers divided up and they made their tribes, one of them created Africa, the other ones made like the Europeans, the other ones made like the Asians and shit like that. And who gets shitted on the most? The fucking Africans. It's supposed to be like a curse. It's supposed to be a mythological thing, but that fucking word in the scripture, dude, is still fucking with us today in life, bro. I mean, it is to a certain degree, but it, at the same time, it doesn't mean that it has to be that way forever. No, it doesn't have to be well, that way forever. The sad part about it, if you listen to the scriptures, it's going to be like this until this shit's done. So, possibly, but honestly, would you rather be anybody else? Shit. 
Just honestly being true. Like, I can't imagine being anything else but black. That's all you know, huh? Not just because it's all you know, because, like, dude, imagine living a privileged lifestyle where it's just, like, there's nothing to fight for or there's nothing to fight up for it for. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying other people don't have that same thing, but we have it so deep that when we actually do make it to, like, a stage, it's a thing of beauty. You know what I'm saying? Well, if you're a LeBron James making it to the NBA, or, and people still shit on you. People still hate on you, but you still get a championship, whatever. LeBron will Should be LeBron? LeBron? should be praised not because he's a great basketball player it's because he's a great basketball player who's a father who's a leader who puts a good example forward for other people to be yo i can strive to be the best in my field and not have to be ignorant and pushing the stupid ignorant values that a lot of other people have pushed i'm not saying lebron is perfect at all because no human is perfect on this earth of course not but LeBron works hard, bro. That's all I'm saying. Like, LeBron is hard. Because he can go through all that hay with the freaking Miami Heat. Or, oh, he didn't stay with Cleveland. Then we actually won the Cleveland Winter Championship. Like, oh, he's on like, oh, his hairline, blah, blah, blah. They disrespect my man so much over the whole comparison with, like, Michael Jordan and everything of that nature. I'm like, dude, just let people live. Like, really. Like, dude, like, you will not be remembered the way LeBron will be remembered. Like, the way, like, he, LeBron is, like, a bona fide legend now. Not even just now, but it's just like at the same token, it's just like his era, his time will always be remembered. Whether you want to remember it positively, negatively, he had an impact that a lot of people never will have. They'll freaking die and nobody will even remember your ass. And this dude is not even saying that's where your value comes from and everything. But I'm just saying, really, what impact are you displayed? Ain't got to be on the world. It could just be in your family. Are you really doing anything? Or are you just sitting on the couch eating shits, watching Netflix all day? Like, really, like, what is your significance in this lifestyle? You know, that's why I like it on doing the music thing, the podcast thing, because it challenges me. Not because it's just like a passion. It ain't easy. None of this shit comes easy. I got to work three times as hard. Like, just even sit here with the car in the car right now and do this interview again and again and again until I reach 150. <laughs> it takes consistency. And that's what I'm saying. One thing is, like, I like to work hard. I like to see the fruits of my labor because I know it will come, like, as long as I'm consistent and stuff of that nature. So it's like, you know, that's why I say you, should, you don't even have to sweat what people say or whatever. And that's what I learned from, like, LeBron and everything. Just keep working and then something will change. Changes uh, show with consistency. Change the show with habits and everything. And I feel like we can really change as a people as long as we learn to really shake all this nonsensical bullshit and everything. You know, they can say like, oh, it's program, oh, it's a simulation, oh, it's the system. But it's like, stop pointing. If you're realizing it, like, then what are you doing to change it? I don't be hating on nobody. I don't be trying to get in nobody way. I don't be trying to like compete with nobody. I compete with myself and they'll still be haters. And that's all right. Good for them. But I'm the change. <laughs> I'm the change. Be the deviation. If you want to see the change, you know, that's just my stance on that. But we're getting close to like the one hour um, uh, timeline. I got to head to work pretty soon. Uh, anyway, uh, do you have any final words to let people know of like any future projects or anything before we go off? Well, um, I would tell you to follow my Instagram, Leo Era, but I don't really let people I don't know follow me. So um, just uh, I think it's done. Yeah, I would tell you to go and follow my Instagram, Leo Era, but I don't really let people I don't know follow me because it's not really about like becoming famous or, or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you would want to connect, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know how, how I guess send me DM me. You can still send me DMs. I'll look through my, my request and just uh, if you'd really like to talk about some deep shit and create a relationship, let's do it that way. But um. Yeah, this is about it. Um, just realize that the world around you is um, 
is bigger than you. You're really an ant in all this. And uh, I'm not saying that you should be depressed about it because no, I don't want anybody living their life depressed. But I also want you to be aware that things are bigger than you. And then how you live your life is going to impact what comes out in, what's going to come out in the end. So what you put into it is what you're going to get out of it. If you put negative, spiteful, angry energy into this life, you're going to get negative, spiteful results coming out of it. So, um, that's it, bro. Um, I don't really like, you know what I mean? Like I love making music. I don't really care if people really go and listen to it like that. It's not really my motivation for making it. You're still um, doing pretty well with it regardless. Though. Uh, cause thank God that he blessed me with the ear for it. But um, the music that I make right now is not really uplifting God. It's more so just making a realization of the world that we're in right now and being real about it. Um, so hey, everybody's got their motivation. Everyone got their drive. Hey, it's working for you and everything. You're pushing it out there. You're doing pretty well with what you're doing. Plus, you seem to be living pretty well. You know, the car that you have in the car. I worked for it. Got, yeah, everything you got, you worked for it. So it's like um, this is I, I used to walk everywhere. I used to walk everywhere. I used to – I've been fired from multiple jobs. I've – um have been stolen from. I've been, you know what I mean? All, all the worst that can happen to somebody, the worst that happened to me, except for like major deaths or sickness in my life, knock on wood and, and praise God. But it's like, kind of like you work, I worked for it. All Everything that I have, I worked for it. And I just try to save my money. I don't try to flex or I don't try to brag on other people. What I want in life is just to be comfortable. I want to be happy. I want to have kosher people around me, people who are genuinely good, who have good nature, good positive energy, and want to see you win and want to win alongside of you. That's what I want. And that's a good, good, noble way to go about your life. Keep that in mind, you know. Uh, also, yeah. uh, Leo Era. Leo Era represents the country that I was born in, Sierra Leone. Yeah, yeah. I flipped the words and I chopped off some letters. It's nothing about the astrology stuff. It's nothing with that. That's actually yeah. That's pretty cool. That's that's cool too, man. No, seriously, like that's 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 some deep shit for real, man. I feel like you spoke about a whole lot of gems and everything. I feel like a lot of people can get a whole lot, um, out of this episode for sure. You know, speaking about spirituality and just how the world works and everything. And also, I really am a nice guy. Like I'm a cut up. I'm a laugh and stuff like that. But I told myself when I'm going to this interview, talk about my music and stuff like that. I'm gonna be straightforward and honest about what my approach is. That's why I sound so, uh, uh, I guess serious and diligent and passionate (laughs) about it. But I'm not an asshole. I really am not. I try to be a really nice person. I try to be caring and sweet and stuff like that. But I just wanted to make sure that I got my point across. And you did. You did pretty well with it and everything. Going deeper with a whole lot of that stuff. You know, I feel like we, we touched on a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of topics lot, and everything. A whole, a whole lot, a whole lot of shit and everything. So I appreciate you for hopping on and giving dimensions and everything to the whole Mental Threads podcast and everything. It won't be the last I'll have you on. Maybe when I, I'll get you on. Maybe when I get video and everything next next year and everything. Video. I got a ton of ideas, bro, for like my new projects coming out to help push like the the image that i'm trying to go for i want to like put it in the music videos and uh i think you would definitely work out into that regard okay. uh if you'd like to be in a music video oh yeah, sure yeah. we'll lock in for sure most definitely and you know, i do music too and everything i'm trying to get better like i only dropped like about 12 songs on my last table uh, last year songs. yeah just 12 songs and everything but oh yeah sure i'll send you like the soundcloud and everything you can review it but it's just still like pretty much a start off with it um but it's like definitely a far cry for your area i just record with this one dude and everything and everything he, he breaks it down he got some new equipment too which is wonderful um but i haven't touched uh based on him in a while and everything but it's just like he really he he, he basically i recorded his place and everything with his equipment um he, he charges me about 50 uh for every two hours and everything yeah no really yeah because it's like you know like more i'm in it the more i'm getting better with it and everything and then it just goes on from there so, so i just got goals with that you know I yeah. touched on like all of my connections for music and stuff like that i really want to get this point across but um 
we'll just do a part two of the interview. How about that? We'll do a part two one day, like definitely like maybe next year, but we'll definitely lock in for sure in between that. Plus, like just keep that like for keep that oh, fit. Yeah. Anyway, but that's it for the Mental Threads podcast. That's it for episode one hundred sixteen. And I, really, I always got to think every time. Okay, what episode is it? I've been you doing this for a while. A lot of work, man. Yeah, man, I'll be working, man. But yeah, that's it for the Mental Threads podcast. We're sewing in, that we're sewing out. Take care.